Man, they. I wonder if they did that like every night. Like, hey, if he comes by, <laughs> I'll he comes let you by. know. <laughs> you get out. You need to jump out from behind your cardboard cutout. Just really scare him, okay? <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, and then Mike Barnes. I think he even shows up in that. Yeah, and he jumps out and kind of like goes out. Ah. <laughs> Do they all like hang out together in the middle of the night or something at Cobra Kai? I guess. I mean, they don't have anything better to do. They're they're karate bums. Good day and good gaming, Retro Junkies. I am your host, Rob, and welcome to another episode of the Retro Junkies. I'm joined by my main man, my partner in retro gaming crime, Mr. Landon Long. How are you, Jose? Hey, man, doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. Doing great. We, Landon, and I were just joking. Uh, <laughs> it's 7:44 at night. We're already like sleepy. <laughs> we're old. We're old. We both got to get up early in the morning, but you know that's just that's just the way it is. You know, we gotta yeah. gotta squeeze it in. Uh, you know, a junkie show every now and then. That's right, man. Gotta gotta talk and chat and catch up and. That's right. It's good for the soul. Get up the next morning and make that money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, guys. Um, today we are talking about, um, you know, first of all, I should back up and say we're doing a winging it. And this is the first winging it. And I, I don't even know how long, Lando, that that uh, we've done one of these. I know. They're going to have to have all new wings, man. The old ones are probably yeah. already bad. <laughs> Stale. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, first of all, I do want to apologize for my voice. I didn't have a voice for a couple of days. I had uh, laryngitis. And my family, we've had some congestion and all kinds of stuff. I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice again, so I apologize ahead of time for my voice. But, you know, I figured I'd do a show while I still had one, at least a little bit of one left. And, yeah, so, Hoser, before <laughs> I lose my voice in mid-sentence here, how have you been doing lately? What you been doing for the last month or so, Hosehead? Oh, not much. Uh, just been hanging around the house. Uh, been, and I know this is going to be really, really funny to some folks, but we've really been getting into Uno in our house. My daughter just... We got our Uno set for uh, for Valentine's Day, and we've been playing some hardcore Uno. Uh, usually, about every day after school, we play at least four or five hands worth of Uno. And she's got into Pokemon card collecting, which I really like. So we're, oh, we're kind of cool. doing that too. Nice, nice. Uh, do you know what kind of deck she's got? Um, I got her. Well, let me back backtrack. Santa got her. A Pikachu <laughs> versus Eevee starter kit. Oh, cool. So she's got an Eevee deck and then a Pikachu and then just some kind of loose ones that she's she's picked up when we went to Walmart and things like that. But she she really likes them. Like, it's funny watching her, like, collecting them. And she's got a little card album that she's got them put up in. And she'll, <laughs> she'll take them out and show you which ones that, you know, she's got and which ones she likes and which ones she has in the game. And it's, just, it's just really fun and... She downloaded the uh, the online, I guess the online uh, Pokemon trading card game app where you could oh, that's teaches fun. you to play, yeah. and she's learning how to play. So I think maybe maybe this weekend or maybe someday next week we might break out the Pikachu versus Eevee and have a battle. Oh, cool, cool! It's a lot of fun, and it's one of those things. Like as an adult now, I really appreciate it. When I was a kid, uh, I just liked the cards for the pictures. And now, like, I'll actually try to play a little bit, kind of use a little bit of strategy, build a team that might be good against fire types or grass types. It's a lot of fun, and it's one of those things, like, I could totally, well, the way my brain works, I could totally get lost in the collecting part of it, the addictive oh, yeah. collecting part. 
because there's always a new series of cards coming out. And I think I think there was some famous YouTuber, I don't know, my wife was telling me about it, that has said that th- this one particular de- deck that's out now is super rare and, and now everyone's buying them up. And most of the stores in our area in Knoxville, don't they're completely sold out. They are here too. Yeah, so whatever it is that's special about them, buddy, they are selling like hotcakes. Even if I wanted to get into it right now, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of been the hard part. Like we've just been having to get them as we find them or get them on Amazon. That's where the Pikachu versus Eevee deck came from. The starter deck came from was from Amazon. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's about how you have to get them now. Yeah, and it's pretty cool because it comes with like a, a rule book and a uh, kind of like a, I guess like a walkthrough of what you can do for your first hand. Oh, cool. And it kind of walks you through how to play, and then it says if you have more questions or want to see you know, this done in action, you can download the app and play it through that, and it'll teach you too. So she's been learning how to play through the app. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I played a little bit, and it's nice because the cards actually come with like a little scanning, or what do you call it, the QR code or whatever? Yeah, and she saves all those too. She's got like a little section in her little album just for those cards. Yeah, because they're separate decks. It's kind of neat. So you have your, your physical deck that you buy, but then there's always a trading card uh, deck that you can get, which are not the same cards. So it's kind of cool. You might have get like a normal, I don't know, like a regular deck, nothing really super special. But then you go to scan your QR code, and you've got some rare ones and maybe Ooh. even some shinies. So it's, it's kind of neat the way they do it. But, yeah, we've, we've been doing that, and I kind of feel like a nerd being late to the party on this. But I've been playing <laughs> the, the Magic the Gathering Arena game a lot on my PC. Nice. You were telling me about that. Yeah. Oh, I've got hooked into that. It's it's like it's kind of like the Pokemon cards, but like taken to another level with more rules and and things you can do. Oh, man, it's another one. If, if I had time, I'd get lost in it. <laughs> oh, dude, I I sat there one night. I think it was one of the nights I was off, and I sat there for like two hours. I'd played these two guys online, and they just absolutely demolished me. And I'm like, well, how did they beat? Like, what cards did they have to, to beat me? And I had a lot of those just because it gives you cards for completing challenges against the computer and playing other folks online. And I had some of those cards, and I built a deck kind of like what beat me, and I've not been beat with it yet by the computer. Look at you learning. You're adapting. I'm adapting. I know. I'm, I'm adapting. I'm You're the growing. best around. No, I'm not the best around. That's that's later on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, other than just being card nerd, board games, things like that. I've not really been into too much. Well, and Pokemon. I, I downloaded uh, Pokemon Crystal. I bought it last night oh, on the 3DS nice. uh, download shop. Oh, that's very nice. I love Crystal. I, man, there, there's so many good ones that you can get on the 3DS right now. Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many good ones. And I've got an original copy of Pokemon Gold, and I've, now I've got the strategy guide for it for the Game Boy Color, so... I really do want to sit down and actually play through that game because it's it's cool because that was the second gen of the Pokemon games and I missed that because I think I I really got into red and blue when it came out. But then when silver and gold came out, that was like 99 or 2000 and I just missed it. But it's cool. Uh, you go back and you check it out. They had already made a ton of upgrades just between those two generations. So it's kind of neat the way they did that. As for me... Um, I haven't really been up to a whole lot. A lot of Ninja, Ninja Turtle stuff, but as far as retro gaming stuff, really not a whole lot of ever, anything in the last couple of weeks. Um, 
been playing uh, some of the Sega Genesis collection on the Switch with my son. She loves Sonic Spinball. We've been playing a lot of that. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's a fun one. Yeah, and I think that's about it. Yeah, it's been kind of a kind of a dry um, couple of weeks as far as retro gaming goes. I've done a lot of other retro things. I got a record player. I've been listening to some some old records. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, listen to wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of my work buddies, her name's Mrs. Niehaus, she, uh, she's, her son was moving out, and her son's a big Beatles fan, so she had a bunch of old Beatles records, and uh, she sold me a few of them, and uh, the one I was playing the other day was the Revolver record, so played a little bit of that, and um, and that's about it. That's about it. It's been kind nice. of a, yeah, it's been kind of a slow couple of weeks. It's been super busy at work, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, life's definitely been good, aside from the sickness stuff. Yeah, that's kind of been me. I had a little bit of kind of what you had here a couple of weeks ago and just felt horrible. And Yeah, it, it's no fun, but, you know, when we don't have time to do retro stuff, we're either doing family stuff or trying to do retro stuff, like you with, with the records, which that's that's stinking cool that, <laughs> that, you, that you're into records now. My sister would need to talk to you because she, she's got a huge record collection. Oh, cool. I'm trying to think. She got a lot of our mom's old records. Like she got pink. She got a lot of mom's Pink Floyd records and a lot of her uh, Beatles records. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, she's a she's a music connoisseur. I, I didn't know that. She is. She's got a she's got a nice little turntable set up in her uh, in her apartment too. She found it at a thrift store, believe it or not, and kind of had to do a little bit of repair work on it. But it's nice. It's one of those like big. I'm trying to think best way to describe it. Like. The old school, like 1960s, 1970s, like big turntables that oh, have yeah. like the the door, like the oak doors on it, and then the record players on top, and you put the records in, and the speakers are kind of built into the cabinet on it and everything. She's got one of those, and she's just got like all kinds of records. Like she's got a lot of obscure, weird records that she like gets and then trades to people for things that she wants. Oh wow, that's really cool. That's really because I mean, you know, you, there is something special about. You know, having that giant artwork—it's like a poster—and then you open it up. There's a bunch of facts. You got the lyrics in there. I don't know. It's an experience when you put a, a record on. It is, and it sounds different too. Like I know they—they they say, "Oh, there's always a difference in records and music now." But if you listen enough, you can tell there's a big difference in the way they sound. Oh, absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. You see, that kind of should give our listeners a little bit of hint. See, with a winging it episode, basically there are no show notes. Lana and I just kick back <laughs> we, and we talk, and it doesn't have to be about anything retro gaming. It's just anything that's old school that, I don't know, maybe we've just recently discovered or something we grew up with. Um, I know Lando and I have talked about skating rinks before. We've talked about <laughs> Tiger Electronics. Uh, what else? Happy Meals. Remember that one? I remember Happy Meals. <laughs> Happy Meals was a fun one. Yeah, so basically we go to our favorite uh, joint uh, joint place. Lord, I bet Go to our favorite joint, see? <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Uh, we go to our favorite wing joint. There we go. Uh, stands. So I wonder if he's still yeah. open, Jose. Hey, let's go see. Let's go. Thought you lost just staring back at you 
Alright guys, so uh, so we're here at Stan's and man, it's a little different in here. You know, it's been here, we haven't been here in about a year and a half and of course, you know, we got people sitting six feet away from us, eh? That's right, because they, they don't like you. Whatever, they're, they're like, no, get they away don't. from those guys. They, they're too cool for us. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Oh, hey, look, they've added a new thing on the list. Oh, what's it's, that? It's called the 96er. The 96er? Yeah, 96 Ranch Wings. Dude, you should get those. Oh, no way, my... My guts can't handle that much. I mean, <laughs> wing it, dude. Oh, whatever. You're the best around. You could do this. You could do this. Well, if I want to do it, we got to do it. We got to do a training montage, man. That's right. You know why? Because <laughs> you're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep you down. Keep down. Oh, instead of eat the, or uh, instead of sweep the leg, it's eat the leg, eh? Eat the leg. <laughs> <laughs> that that was me eating aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So okay, listeners. So one thing I love about Landon is he eats the wings in a very unique way. Now, Landon's a very big guy. I probably say that on every episode, but... Um, That's okay. You, like, wings look so tiny in his hands anyway, but he eats them like... I don't know how you describe it. You know, most people eat them to the side. Landon just eats his straight up and just sucks the meat right off the bone. It's quite delicious. Yeah, I've never seen anyone eat wings and like that. It's very and impressive. There's no, meat, there's no meat left on it either. No, no, he, means, he even eats the uh, gristle off. That's right. It's delicious. Yeah. It's like, uh, once again, like the old 96er in uh, Great Outdoors, eh, where he had to eat the, the gristle. Uh, so, yeah, guys, we are talking about the Karate Kid series and the Cobra Kai series. I'm so excited. Now, I, I, I hope you can carry me even more than usual, Lando, because... I don't know, man. Oh, whatever. But uh, I haven't seen some of the Cobra Kai stuff probably since it had come out. Uh, I did rewatch some some of the Karate Kid movies this, this week, and that was awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love these movies. But the thing is, I think you got a better story than I do. I didn't really grow up watching them until much later in life. So uh, what about you, man? Ooh, man, later in life. I, I watched these actually when I was a kid. I was probably, oh, I was probably about three or four, I think, when I first kind of started watching them. And I just happened to see the second one on TV. It had been a while since it had been in the movie theaters, and it was on TV. And I'll never forget, I asked Mom and Dad. They let me stay up till 11 to watch it. Wow. Because I was just so into it. And the part that I remember the most is where they're in the pit, and it's the, in the second Karate Kid where they're in the pit, and him and Chosen are, are fighting each other. And he goes, live or die, man. Live or die. And he goes, Die. And he goes, wrong answer. And then he, like, honks his nose. I always remember the, the honk. <laughs> you know, that's so funny you bring that up, though, because I think I do remember watching the tail end of Karate Kid 2 first. And I don't know if I had seen Karate, the first Karate Kid. No, I actually know. I take that back. I take that back. Okay. I think I remember seeing either the beginning of Karate Kid 2 or the end of the first Karate Kid because – you remember at the beginning of Karate Kid 2, they recap the ending, and then they pick up right where the, the first one ended. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was probably the beginning of 2 or something, but I specifically remember my dad had a work friend, um, and sometimes we would go over there and visit. My dad's friend had a son that was my age. His name was Jesse. And I remember he's like, hey, man, you want to watch Karate Kid? I was like, sure, I don't know what that is, but that sounds great. So we sounds went fun. down. Yeah, so we went down to his basement, and I remember we watched it. Or they maybe they rented it from Blockbuster. I don't remember, but I do specifically remember Johnny Lawrence getting uh, kicked at the very end, and then I remembered 
I think Crease punching the car the window uh, out. The window out. So I think that's the yeah. second one. Yeah, that's the second one because I think they had filmed all that to be like a another ending for the first movie. And instead of using it in the ending of the first movie, they're like, well, hey, let's use that as build up and lead in the second movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. And then they used that, and guy that plays Crease, uh, uh, Martin Cove, said that I heard an interview he did, and he said, you know, that it worked better as a lead into the second movie than as the ending to the first movie. And you know, he said that he told the the producers that, and that all the actors were like, oh, this would if you're going to do a sequel, this would be a better lead in, and then it picks up right after. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and even even then, like the, I think the movie was like a year later, or maybe two years later. So the first one came out in what eighty four or eighty five? Hang on, let me do some research. See, we're we're winging it, eh? That's right. <laughs> we we wing it. And... Oh, by the way, what kind of wings are you gonna order? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have the uh, the crane kick wings, the spicy crane kick. Ooh, that sounds good. That yes, sounds good. Karate Kid was nineteen eighty four. 1984. I think I'll go with my traditional, my orange glaze. Ah, mm. so good, so good, with a little bit of ranch or some blue cheese. Oh, chunky oh. blue cheese. Oh, chunky blue. Oh, chunky blue cheese is best. That's, that's that's so good. People cringe when I say that, but it's good. It's it's really good. Don't cringe. I, I had one of your wings like that once in real life. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> See, Landon knows. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you remember the first watching the first movie when you were a kid? I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. I was probably it was probably a couple of years later. I remember the the scene in the first movie where they're having the Halloween dance and he uh, sprays the water hose on him in the bathroom. And they, oh, that's a great scene. They chase him out and they just beat the snot out of him, and then Mr. Miyagi jumps over the the fence and gives it back to him, so to say. <laughs> yes, no kidding, no kidding. Now, okay, so I think I remember part of that, or maybe again, it was Karate Kid too. But I remember as a kid, Daniel, was he from New Jersey? He was from Jersey, yeah. Oh, Him and his mom okay. moved out to California from New Jersey. Gotcha, because I was like, man, he acts like I do. or he, I mean, he yeah. acts like the people here do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the movie really has a like a rocky kind of vibe to it, especially that first one. Yeah. And Bill Conti, did he do the soundtrack for all the movies? Because he did the soundtrack for, uh, I, I know, that at least the original two Rocky movies. Maybe, maybe he did all, I don't know. I think he did. Hate us for this. I think he did do it. He did it on all three because I'm looking at the music composed by, and it was Bill Conti for one, two, and three. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and that's another reason it really feels like a Rocky movie. It's, I mean, it's an underdog story anyway, but yeah, it, it the music definitely follows suit with that. And uh, gosh, speaking of the music, I'm looking at the soundtrack for the first one. You got "No Shelter" by Broken Edge. It takes two to tango. The moment of truth. Of course, my favorite, "Young Hearts." Cool uh, summer. Remember that one? I remember that one. It's a cruel summer. Somebody did a remix of that, and they played that in the one of the seasons of Cobra Kai. Because I remember, oh, like, man, yes. this sounds really familiar. And then it was when they were going back to school in Cobra Kai. Yeah, and they did it like a serious version of that song too. Um, I actually loved that so much. I downloaded it. It was the season two finale. They played that song, oh, and that's that right at the time. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, that season two, man, that, that cool, cool summer leading up into that big, massive, spoiler, if you haven't watched, fight at the end was, was really good. Oh, so good, so good. And then, okay, I know we're jumping all over the place, but Johnny, so let's talk about Johnny for a second. Oh, uh, Johnny. I re, you know, re-watching the first movie this week, 
I really feel bad for Johnny. Yeah, especially knowing everything, you know, kind of now that you know that you know watching Cobra Kai that was going on with him. Yeah, yeah, and even if you hadn't watched Cobra Kai, if you really listen or really kind of pay attention, did he handle things the right way sometimes? No, but there were times where, like, he's remember when he's talking to his friends on their dirt bikes on the beach, and I guess they just had a breakup. He had broken up with Allie. But he says something to one of his friends, like, hey, man, just one more year. I just got to try my best to stay out of trouble one more year. So yeah. he's like, he's trying to do right. He's trying to stay out of trouble. And kind of like what Miyagi says later on, you know, no bad student, bad teacher. Bad teacher, yep. Yeah. You, you see hints of that. And, you know, he's just trying to talk to Allie. But then, he, you know, he crosses the line, grabbing the radio and throwing it on the, on the sand. Man, that wasn't cool. Yeah, in this one, but I love in the end where Johnny does congratulate Daniel. You know, he's like, yeah. he's like, you, you earned it. So, yeah, and, and let's talk about the ending of that and how Cobra Kai. Okay, so Daniel, he eventually, in Karate Kid 2, um, goes to Okinawa with Miyagi. And I, and I really liked Karate Kid 2. I, I liked Karate Kid 2. I actually had the... And I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the action figures they had for Karate Kid 2? No, no, no. I didn't have those. I had I had two of them. I had Sato and Chosen. Sato got his own figure? Sato had a figure, and dude, it was it was cool looking. Oh, like wow. The, the, the thing with the Karate Kid action figures was that their geese and their robes were actual cloth. Oh, and wow. Cho- and uh, Chosen, you know, he had the yellow uh, top with the black... black you know embellishments and everything on it and sato his i'll never forget his was like a velvet black and it had like shiny gold trim all around it and they uh then like sato and chosen like each figure came with like a board that you set up and they would hit it and it would break in the middle and i remember (laughs) i remember chosen had like a karate chop that would break the board and sato did a kick where he would break it from the bottom coming up with his toe oh wow and like you would like cock their legs back and hit a little button on their back and their legs and arms punch and kick at each other okay so i got a question for you jose speaking of sato all right so i again i hadn't seen this in years guys and i finally watched it again (laughs) this week you know just to kind of the only prep i think i did for winging it (laughs) that's okay well which we you know i apologize ahead of time i'm not as good at winging it as as lando is but uh um Oh, that, that sounded like an insult. I didn't mean it that way. Oh, well, <laughs> we're just going to have to fight it out now. Yes, absolutely. To the death, of course, in a pit. With the, <laughs> During with a the typhoon. Drums. I want to get one of those, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, man, where was it? Oh, okay, so Sato. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's where I'm a little confused in the storyline. In Karate Kid 1, there's a scene. Oh, by the way, it's my favorite scene in the movie. I almost forgot about it. Remember the scene where Miyagi is drunk and he's yeah. celebrating his, the anniversary of his his wife who had passed away from complications of birth. Um, yeah, yeah he lost he had his had wife a, and child. Find out about his family and everything. Yeah, I remember listening to a commentary. They were about to cut that scene because they they thought that it didn't really drive the plot. But I love it so much because you get to see a little bit of a backstory in Miyagi and, and why he's alone and why Daniel means so much to him already in that first movie. Yeah, that scene, I always liked that. I'm like you, I kind of, that's probably my favorite scene in the first one. Just because yeah. it kind of, I don't know, it kind of ties everything together and kind of shows 
why Miyagi's kind of taking Daniel under his wing and is, is, is teaching him because he's, you know, he didn't have a family to pass the, the Miyagi way down to, so he chose Daniel to do it. And, you know, speaking of that real quick, there's a really touching scene, and I'm just going by, where Miyagi gives Daniel that, what do you call it? It's, it's not a robe, but a, a gi or something like that. I cannot remember the name of it. But he gives him the, the robe with the bonsai tree on it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he said, I, I don't know if it was given to him when he was really young or either way, Miyagi had it for years. And Daniel's like, no, I can't take this. I can't take this. And he said, I, I understand how much this means to you. And I love Miyagi. He goes, I know you understand. And that's why I want you to have it. Like, I, I think that's they had such yeah. a good connection, those two. You know, and I, lo- I love Daniel going, you're the best friend I've ever had. Yeah, and it just makes it that much more sad, though, later on in Cobra Kai during those scenes where he's at Miyagi's grave, like, talking to him. Oh, for sure, for sure. So anyways, my question to you was, okay, so he lost his wife and he lost his child. Is that the same woman that he loved that they're referring to in Karate Kid 2? I think it may be. I don't know. I've never thought of that. That's a good question. Yeah, because in Karate Kid 2, the whole storyline is that basically Sato had been arranged to get married. It was an arranged marriage. Miyagi had fallen in love with the same woman. And, of course, Sato felt disgraced and challenged Miyagi to a death, to the death because of that, to defend his honor. And Miyagi didn't want to fight, so he flees to America. So yeah, I'm a little confused about that. Was this after, before? Is this the same woman? I don't quite know, and I didn't do a lot of research, so I, you know, I thought... I thought maybe you would know, eh? I don't know. I, it would make sense if that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. That would make a lot of sense if that's who that is. Now, I, or was it the woman in the second Karate Kid? Because, you know, there was a, an older lady that was friends with Mr. Miyagi in the second Karate Kid. Oh, maybe that was her. I just missed it. Oh, slacking. I can't remember, though. Like... Uh, Ah, it's been so long since I've seen the second one. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So, but the second one's solid. Uh, Chosen, he's such a jerk. <laughs> he is. One. He's evil from the get-go. You, you can just tell some of the cryptic things he says. <laughs> the, the scene that I always remember from that movie is where they're in the, the bar and they're breaking the ice sheets. Yes, uh-huh. And they, and like, Daniel's like, oh, yeah, anybody could do that. And the guy's like, well, go up there and do it, hot shot. And he gets up there and Chosen's like, make it six and they put like six big slabs of ice down and they start putting money on it and you got and Miyagi, daniel's like i got that kind of money and miyagi's like i cover your bet <laughs> <laughs> man miyagi got money he can make it rain and man they uh yeah that was that was cool like he just chops through all six of them without even thinking about it so speaking of the first two movies who's um of of daniel's love interest did you like better I, I forget. There's Allie, of course, in the first one. And what was the name of the the actress in the second one? Oh, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, was it Kimiko? Uh, maybe Kimiko? that's it, yes. And by the way, in Cobra Kai, she, that girl hasn't aged a bit. No, she looks the same. Her and, and the exact Chosen. Same. Chosen just looks more built, like more buff. He does. No kidding. Grandpa Chosen. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you choose? Chosen. Oh, gosh. I gotta go with the the Allie from the first one, Elizabeth Shue. Man, she she's still good looking to this day. <laughs> oh man, I had a crush on her. Like there's there was one scene um, where she had her hair fixed, like when they're getting lunch in the mm-hmm. first movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's the prettiest girl. 
<laughs> when, I, when I was a teenager watching it, I'm like, she's probably like 40 now, but I didn't care. <laughs> it's all right. Who cares? Oh, gosh. I, she was so cute. So, dang, dang I guess Ralph Macchio's a good-looking guy. I don't know. But uh, he got the ladies. Oh, yeah. He was in The Outsiders, too, you know. That's true. That's true. He was uh, oh, not Pony Boy, not he Dally. Oh, Man, it's been a long time since I know. Grade. I can't oh, remember. gosh, I feel terrible. I'm not remembering anything. <laughs> so this is what happens, listeners. We start a retro podcast, and we're like, wait a minute. I knew I liked this for some reason. <laughs> there was, I, I did something with this. Ooh. Yeah, I, did, I know I watched it once. <laughs> I really liked it. I did read an uh, interview while we're thinking about that from uh-huh. uh, Elizabeth Shue where she was talking about the, the scene that she hated the most in the first movie. Oh, really? She hated the scene where they were on the beach because she said, I was in a swimsuit, and they got me a personal trainer. This was an interview she had done with Sports Illustrated a while back, and they were just kind of, you know, paraphrasing it. But she said they'd got her a trainer, and she had trained hard, you know, for the months leading up to the movie. And they told her, like, look, you're going to have to stay in shape until we get the, the swimsuit scene, you know, with you at the beach and everybody filmed. And then, you know, after that, you know, you don't have to train as hard. And she said that you can see progressively she gets heavier as they go through, she's like, because after, because they filmed that scene first. Ah, gotcha. They filmed it, I think they said, like, they filmed it October 31st, and it was the first day of shooting. Wow. They filmed, they filmed it, and then she said after that, they told her, you know, she didn't have to train as much. She still needed to stay in shape, but not as much. And she's like, after that, she went and ate whatever she wanted. And she said, you can tell through the movie, you can see her. She said, my face gets fuller as the movie goes on. <laughs> Oh, either way, I mean, she's, she's absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, and I liked Kimiko a lot too. She was really, really cute, and I really like her character in Cobra Kai. She was super sweet in the in the most recent season. And by the way, we're spoiling a lot of Cobra Kai, so if you haven't seen season three or any of the seasons, pause, <laughs> pause this episode. We'll wait, and then uh, you know, just come back, and we'll we'll still be here, eh? That's right. Go watch Cobra Kai if you haven't already. Yeah, so so I'm sure we'll bounce around some more with like favorite scenes. Like I love the the golf and uh, golf and stuff arcade scene and the music. Yeah, Young Hearts. Oh man, I love that song and that scene. What an '80s scene right there, but it's a beautiful one. But yeah, well, let's talk about Karate Kid Three, man. So I Ooh. know you have a special tie to this one. So I do. That was the that was the first movie that I got to go watch in the movie theater. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember my mom took me because I was begging her i'm like mom come on it's karate kid they got a new karate kid movie out come on mom let's go let's go let's go and she finally agreed and like me and she one of her friends and her daughter came with us and and we watched it and like i was in the back of the theater like doing punches and kicks on the seat the whole time (laughs) like yeah punch him punch him and like being told to be quiet that i can't talk during the movie (laughs) mom's like it's not like being at home you have to be quiet here I'm like, no, he's a bad guy. He needs to get punched. Yeah, so that, yeah, that was 1989. So you guys, you must have been young. Four, four, five? I was four. I just turned four. Wow, man. Man, you old. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, you're only one year older than me, buddy. You're good. Me and my, me and my bald head and my, my gray beard. We appreciate that. <laughs> hey, it, it, it's by choice, man. You look like Stone Cold. Dude, I shaved it completely bald the other day, like no hair whatsoever. It was it was kind of scary looking. But you got a good shaped head. See, if I were to if I were to shave my head, <laughs> dude, I look got, like a lumpy some, potato. Get out of here! You do not. Head. Are you kidding me? Some get out. Will lumpy you stop? Potato head. Oh, I'm, I'm not. 
So Landon's like, he could pull it off. He, he could do that. If I were to shave my head, I don't even know. There's, there's some people that just have a good shaved head look. Me, I think I would I would scare some people. I really I think I would. <laughs> you think they would call you Caillou? Caillou? Yeah, you know that, that little bald kid on that cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Caillou, everybody. So. Caillou, run. <laughs> oh, good deal. So, yeah, okay, so um, in Karate Kid 3, Terry Silver and uh, what was the other guy's name, the young guy? Uh, um, Mike Barnes. Mike Barnes. Gosh, that guy's angry. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> they, uh, and this is just my theory. I want to see him bring Mike Barnes back for Cobra Kai. And they somehow around to something, yeah. And somehow Chosen ends up being there, and him and Chosen just beat the snot out of each other. Wow, no kidding. I wonder that if would be, that would actor, be cool. What if the actor is interested in being a Cobra Kai? I mean, they brought everybody else back. Well, I, I read, uh, read an interview. Now, this was like before Netflix got the series, but he said that he hadn't been contacted yet. But, you know, if they were to offer it, you know, he would definitely consider it. Wow, I wonder, I wonder if he's, like, kept in shape and, you know, because I, I, I don't know anything about the actor. I don't either. I don't know anything about him, but, I mean, they could probably put him with a trainer and he would, you know, he'd bulk up or get cut or whatever pretty quick, I'd say. Yeah, it must be nice, eh? Must be. You can tell I don't have a trainer. I'm, I'm pudgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it, stop it. You're not you're not a potato either. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm Landon Potato Head. No, gosh, stop <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, like, Mike Barnes in that one, that dude, he was just, I guess they wanted to make somebody that was like a, yeah, this guy's definitely the villain top character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Terry Silver, too, man. This guy's like a, a millionaire or a billionaire. He's, yeah. He's basically spending the entire movie trolling Daniel, like, I'll get back at you. Don't worry, Crease, I'll get him. So he literally is, you would think he'd have maybe, what, the other guy, Snake or somebody training training uh, uh daniel or something uh but no no he does it all himself no know, terry like, takes him takes him on himself and they try to hurt him is what i like hey, before the fight yeah for sure for sure i just think it's kind of comical that <laughs> the main villain he's just like going out of his way uh all by himself when he could have probably paid other people to do it to yeah. to just get at daniel that 18 year old boy that so, yeah, like that. That always just kind of like, what? Do you have better things to do? Exactly. He does, he's got a business to run, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he was that '80s businessman that was sl- slimy and shady. And I know anyone who does business in a bathtub, man, don't trust it. Him. Yeah, it, with a ponytail like that too. I know ponytails. Yeah, I agree. And slicked hair. I mean, he had like all the '80s bad guy signs. Right. Saying, hey, right. bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. Don't trust him. Yeah, and uh, of course, Karate Kid Three kind of ends very similarly than the the to the first one, where uh, Daniel is once again in the tournament and he has to face Mike Barnes, and he's he's kind of beat up, uh, very very similar to the first one, and uh, uh, but you know Daniel he pulls it around and he does the the drum technique to to beat Mike Barnes in that in the third movie I cannot remember. But. I think I think he may. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that one. Yeah, or maybe the drum technique might might have been the second one. Oh, gosh, I he he did the drum technique on Chosen where he did like the punch, 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 punch. That's punch. it. Yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. I can't remember how he beat Barnes. I think he he just flipped him know. over, didn't he? Did he? I remember. I remember the move. But I just don't remember yeah. the name where he flips him over and he just hits him on the ground. That was it. Yeah. I don't think he really had any like special 
technique in that one. I think he was just, I think the message of that one was he had to get it out of his mind that he was scared of that guy and just take him on. And, and Kreese returned in that one. So the the whole backstory with Karate Kid 3, it's it's Kreese's story. So in the first one, it's it's more Daniel's story. The second one is more Miyagi's backstory, and then the third one's more Kreese's story, which is yeah. which is kind of cool. And Cobra Kai ties a lot of that in um, uh, later in the series, which was kind of cool. The uh, now, have you you've seen the end of the most recent season of Cobra Kai, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes, I just finished it. Where and spoilers again if you've not watched, but where you know Kreese got through killing his commanding officer in that big snake pit. And he frees all those guys, and the one guy hugs him and says, "Anything you need, anytime, anywhere, let me know." That's a, that's supposedly Terry Silver. Oh, neat! So that that explains why he was so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the Karate Kid one. Dude, he was like over the top villain crazy, like jumping out from behind the like training dummy, going ah, trying to scare him. <laughs> you talking about Crease in that one scene? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> He's God. like ah. <laughs> That, that scene always cracked me up, too, because, okay, so Daniel comes to the dojo, the Cobra Kai dojo, sees Terry Silver there. You know, it's like in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah. first of all, I'm thinking, once again, shouldn't he be, like, in bed or getting up to run his business soon or something? <laughs> Who knows? But it's like he's been waiting for Daniel to get there. And uh, so as Terry Silver's starting to reveal, you know, hey, I'm not actually for you at all. I want to see you fail. That's when Kreese jumps behind his own ca- cardboard cutout and goes, Rah! <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you really got him, Kreese. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, did they plan that surprise? <laughs> man, they, I wonder if they did that, like, every night. Like, hey, if he comes by, <laughs> I'll he comes let you by. know. You get out, you, you jump out from behind your cardboard cutout. It's really scary, okay? <laughs> yeah, and then Mike Barnes, I think he even shows up in that. Yeah, and he jumps out and kind of, like, goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Do they all, like, hang out together in the middle of the night or something at Cobra Kai? Well, I guess. I mean, they don't have anything better to do. They're, they're karate bums. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, okay, so then, you know, years passed. So th- those were the three 80s movies. You know, 84 was Karate Kid. I think 85 or 86 was Karate Kid 2. And then 89 was Karate Kid 3. And I don't know about you, bat, you man, but it seemed like, and I'm not dogging on the series because I like all three. I really do, but it seems like, they get a little bit, maybe not cheesier, but I don't know. They they just don't seem as, I don't know, as good they, the further they, they lose go. They lose something. They lose something the more yeah. they go. Like one and two, you know, one is excellent. Two is is a really good follow up, and then three's just kind of it's like yeah. Three, we made a movie. <laughs> yeah, three was okay. Three was okay. I I like the bonsai tree store. Like I, I like yeah. when Daniel's trying to set him up with that, and they're working together. And of course, any scene with Miyagi and Daniel is, is so good. They're they're so good together. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I I think they're they're okay movies by themselves. But yeah, that first one was such just a classic, and it it reminds me of the Rocky movies a little bit. Like yeah, Karate, it does. Karate Kid Two is very similar to Rocky Two, where it was a necessary sequel or, you know, it was a solid sequel. Maybe not as magical as the first one, but still solid. And then, you know, Rocky III is where the, the, it started getting a little cheesy and campy, but it was still, like, yeah. kind of a cult classic. and Well, not a cult classic, but, you know, an 80s classic. Mr. T, Clubber Lang. That's I right. the fool. Dead meat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, you know, so you fast forward into the 90s. So new era here. 
and you get the next Karate Kid. And honestly, I've only seen this one a handful of times, and I only kind of got to gloss over it this week a little bit. But I, I forgot that, is it Michael Ironside? He's like a bad guy in everything, so you knew he was going to be bad. No, dude, when you saw him, you're like, oh, man. Uh, there's man. a villain. There's there's the main bad guy, right? <laughs> yeah, and I don't re- really remember a whole lot of the story in that one, but I, I, I liked Hillary Swank okay. Her acting's okay. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely tell the chemistry uh, between... Wasn't there. Oh, man. There was nothing like Daniel and, of course, Miyagi, Pat Morita. You know, there was nothing like that in, in those first three movies. So, uh, I, and yeah, I, it's a shame. I, I really don't remember a whole lot. I remember there was a, like a street fight at the end, and there was, I remember, wasn't there like some kind of explosion at the end or some kind of fire in the streets at the end? I, that's all I remember. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm, and I'm going just based on my memory here because yeah, I have yeah. not tried to seek this movie out anywhere. Um, <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. She moved to, to live with her grandmother, Hillary Swank did, and she was like some kind of troubled kid, and Hillary yeah. Swank's grandmother was friends with Mr. Miyagi, and it was something to do with like her husband and Mr. Miyagi had served together in the army, and were, were real close friends from that somehow, and he comes and he talks to her, and the grandma tells him to, you know, that about Hillary Swank being this troubled teen, and he's like, "Oh, well, I can, I'll try to help her." And he tries to, you know, help her by teaching her karate. And it, it, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. Like, there's some kind of subplot where she rescues a hawk and raises oh, it. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And and like her boyfriend guy friend whatever he is kind of helps her take care of it i remember the part that i remember the most are the buddhist monks from that one. Oh yes it doesn't like doesn't she try to step on one and they stop her she tries to step on a bug and they stop her and tell her that their belief is that all life is sacred no matter yes. how big or small it is i completely forgot about that till you brought it up i probably hadn't seen that since since it came out, yeah, that that was good. I forgot about that part. That was probably my favorite part where the monks and the, the Zen archery demonstration they did for her birthday present with Miyagi. Do you remember that? Oh, that one I don't remember. That one one of the one of the monks gets like a big huge longbow and he pulls it back and he aims it at Miyagi and she's like, Wait, you're gonna kill him and he's like, No, no, this is part of your birthday present, it's an archery exhibition. And he fires the arrow at Miyagi and Miyagi catches it between his hands before it hits him in the face, the arrow tip. Oh wow! Man, and he gives her, and they give her the arrow and the everything for her birthday present. The monks do. Oh, that's that's so cool. Okay, I, I like that. And then I remember the monks coming bowling, and they teach like this jerk at a bowling alley how to zen bowl, and it helps his bowling game. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember everything but the main story. In that one. <laughs> you remember the bowling scene? <laughs> I remember the bowling because I'm like, hey, maybe I need to try bowling blindfolded like that. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of that scene in, in Turtles 3 where Casey Jones takes the samurai soldiers to, uh, oh, where was it? The skating rink or something? Yeah, they're, like I dancing, that. They're dancing to music. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Tarzan Boy. Oh, it was oh, great. Good times. Oh, the 90s. Gotta love them. So, so yeah, so that one, I remember seeing the previews for it, and I remember, of course, Miyagi goes, boy, it's much easier. <laughs> or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> But that's really all I remember from that one. I, I, I hate to remember. gloss over it. 
And see, I never saw that one on anywhere but TV. Like, I never went to the movie store to rent it or went to the movie theater to watch it. I just watched it on TV, and I'm like, eh, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so that was it. So I'm, I'm assuming that was probably mid-90s when that came out. And then that was it. And that was it for the, the Miyagi movies, you know? And, man, Miyagi had so many great scenes. And, uh... And then we get Cobra Kai all these years later. Oh, so, Cobra Kai is so good. Oh, man. So, yeah, talk about that, man. Like, uh, what was Cobra Kai like for you when you first watched it? When I watched it, like, I kind of, you know, I've read the, the previews of it. Like, oh, it's the, the point of view from from uh, Johnny and, and Cobra Kai and everything about everything that had went on the past 30 years, you know, in the Karate Kid world and I'm like, well, you know, this sounds like a like a quick cash grab. Or they're just redoing this to try to cash in on people that really, you know, watch the movies nostalgia. And after watching about the first four episodes of it, and this was back when it came on YouTube. Yes, I remember that YouTube Red or whatever it was. Yeah, and like I would make fake email accounts to get free trials to watch. It. <laughs> um, but. No, I watched the first, like, four or five episodes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really good. Like, the writing of this show is phenomenal. Yes, yes, and I'll tell you, the first time that Johnny and Daniel meet again, it was instantly, like, it's it's like no time had passed whatsoever. You, you were right back there in the middle of the rivalry they had. But if anything, it was more intense, because here in Cobra Kai, there's a different spin on everything. Yeah. Daniel's super successful, super financially secure, has his own used car dealership. Or I don't know if they were used cars. I think they were uh, brand new. But they, they sold Aldi's. I mean, they're pretty nice. Yeah, Aldi's, absolutely. Aldi's, Aldi's nice. not Aldi's. Pretty Aldi's nice a supermarket chain. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're they're pretty they're pretty cheap, eh? Oh yeah, they're cheap. <laughs> For I, the most I get my food there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like the the night and day between the both of them. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Johnny, who's got years of resentment. And years of just kind of partying. It, it even talks about that later on in the series. Partying through the 80s and, and most of the 90s. You find out later he had a son, but he just didn't raise his son. And it even reminds me, it sounds like a weird comparison, but it reminds me of the the wrestler a little bit in, in the backstory. Yeah. You know, where he's trying to build a relationship with his grown child, just like the wrestler did in, in, um, in that movie. Uh, you know, trying to fix some past wrongs. And, and obviously there's some resentments there between uh, Johnny and his son, Robbie. Is that his name? Yeah, Robbie. Robbie, yeah, yeah. Great dynamic between those two. But you kind of get to see everything through Johnny's perspective. So if we're finally getting Johnny's story, and one thing I immediately noticed, as soon as I was done with the first episode of Cobra Kai, episode one, season one, and that was I like Johnny a lot, and I totally get where he's coming from. Yeah. And that's I think that was the goal, you know, is to say, hey, Johnny, you know, he's a hothead, but deep down there's a good guy there. And I think that's been consistent all throughout the three seasons we've seen. Yeah, I mean, he he is like you said, he's a hothead, he flies off the handle, he doesn't think things through, but deep down you know, you know, just through his actions in the first couple of episodes and then throughout the the, se- the series you know, he shows that deep down he's a good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that he wants to do the right thing, but he just, you know, lets his temper and his hothead get the best of him. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I just, gosh, I love 80s culture anyway. And this yeah. series is like chock full of nothing but 80s stuff. Oh, and, and so anyway, so, so go, to go back to finally where Johnny, he has to get his car back. Like he ends up losing his car, you know, drunk driving and all kinds of stuff. And he has to go get it back. He still knows his karate too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and he has to get it back from the dealership that, that Daniel owns. So he finally goes there, and he's hoping that Daniel won't even remember him, even though Johnny sees billboards of Daniel all over the place because he's very successful. He's a good businessman. And, um, of course, it's a nice kind of nod to Daniel's kind of love for cars since Miyagi had the same kind of passion when he was younger. Uh, but anyways, so they finally encounter each other, and you can sense the tension between the two. And they even fight about um, whether or not the crane kick was a legal kick or not. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, so it was you, an illegal kick. Yeah, right. So you can tell that they both, oh, the chemistry is still there. That rivalry is still there, you know. And I'm sure as actors they could probably sense that too. So what how, what do you think of Daniel and Cobra Kai? I don't think he's any different than his – what he was in the in the movies you know i mean he's the same it's just his character's kind of spun into this successful kind of smarmy guy instead of this instead of you seeing the hard work that he's put in to get everything that he's had over the past couple of years you just mm-hmm. see what he's got and to johnny he comes off as just kind of smarmy and smart alecky right yeah that kind of speaks to the writing on the show that you can take somebody that everybody loved at one point, and then make him go, huh, well, you know, maybe Johnny was right. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of see where Johnny's coming from because his parents really weren't there for him. Like, his stepdad... Uh, he's a jerk. Name, <laughs> he's a complete jerk and is always constantly like, oh, you need more money, Johnny? You need more money? Constantly belittling him, you know? And Johnny's trying his best not to be bailed out once again by his stepdad and all these things. But I love the, the dynamic... And this kind of plays a part later on in the series, too, and kind of boils to a head. But uh, he starts training this kid named Miguel, all right? And Miguel becomes almost like a son to him that I guess he kind of wanted to have in his own son, but his own son's kind of rejected him, understandably so. Uh, And you really feel bad for Johnny's son, Robbie, because his mom's not really been there for him either uh, because she's kind of had her own addiction issues and everything, so... Robbie's kind of out of the picture. He he doesn't really want much to do with his dad or his mom, really, uh, because he's tired of taking care of his mom. And, he, you know, Johnny's been out of the picture for so long. But anyways, uh, Johnny's trying to take care or, or start this dojo and starts training Miguel. And I, one of my favorite scenes that I remember from first season is where Miguel, he's got a, like an inhaler. He's like, but I got asthma. <laughs> he throws the inhaler at the wall. He's like, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Johnny just does everything in this series. It's, they're like, oh, well, I can't do this. Well, why not? Well, my mom says, well, your mom's not here. Go out there and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, say, he says some choice words, which are totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, totally 80s and it would make sense. But, uh, yeah, and he loves 80s movies, too, by the way. He loved Johnny. Like, I remember he's in the first episode, he's, like, just psyching himself up for this 80s movie he's watching. I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, <laughs> Let's see, what else happens in season one? I'm trying to remember the season finale. The season finale is uh, uh, Miguel and Robbie face each other. They're kind of tied up, and like I think Robbie's hurt, and Miguel hits him in his 
I think he's like hurt his leg or something, and Miguel hits him in his hurt leg, and as he's going down to like grab his leg, Miguel does the crane kick on him and beats him. Oh, that's right. Okay. And that's where he and Johnny kind of did that as a middle finger to Daniel by beating him with his own moves. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then, oh, and then there was another character, Hawk. Remember Hawk? Oh, dude, I love Hawk. Hawk and Dimitri are, are my favorite, some of my favorite side characters. Oh, I love Dimitri. Love Dimitri. Hawk, I hated Hawk in season three until the end. Yeah, until the end. Man, season three was wild. I rewatched the last episode of that last night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty epic. Pretty epic. So, uh, Daniel, his wife, she seems really nice, but I... Okay, this is where I have a problem. In the end of season three, I kind of want Daniel to be with Allie. <laughs> but no, he's got to be married. <laughs> well, and then you want Johnny to be with her, and he's kind of with Miguel's mom. I know, I know. Which And, yeah, and, she's, and she kind of tells them both. She's like, look, guys, you're, you're better off without me kind of deal. But she also leaves the door open. Do you notice that? She's like, yeah. but I'll always be here. If you need me. So, oh, and that, that reminds me. Okay, so during this time, um, in season two, isn't that when Kreese shows up? That's when Kreese shows up, and he kind of starts slowly working his way into, like, the training. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Running classes for Johnny when Johnny's not there. And, and at first he seems really kind of sympathetic, like, I'm sorry. I know I was a different man back then. And he's living in, like, a, like a veteran's home for homeless veterans and things like that too yeah yeah because that and johnny yeah johnny follows him to the to the apartments and it's like a rundown like home for veterans crease is trying to fight all the other guys there yeah and johnny you know being one of those characters you know he's rough around the edges but he's a good guy or at least he's trying to be and right some wrongs that he's that he's committed in the past he kind of befriends crease and like okay all right you want to help me run this dojo you know Please, I, I could learn. I guess I could still learn something from you. And yeah, remember the last time that Johnny <laughs> and Crease were together was when Crease uh, tried to strangle him after the tournament. So <laughs> <laughs> they have a little bit of a past. Oh yeah, I remember at the end of season two, and that's where that cruel summer. That by the way, that's another thing. In Cobra Kai, they remix a lot of the songs that were used in the, the, the Karate Kid mm-hmm. movies, and uh, one of my favorite remixes was a great one cruel summer but it's like a serious version of the song and i love the ending of that one so robbie and miguel they have a fight once again but this one's in school and i think this is the part where miguel breaks his neck right yeah robbie uh kicks him off a balcony or something miguel i think miguel has him down and he keeps remembering what johnny told him about hey we're not gonna take the the dishonorable way out of things we're gonna do things with honor and mercy and he lets you know, Robbie get up, and then Robbie turn around and, like, kicks him off of a balcony. Yeah. And he hits mm-hmm. the... And I can't watch that scene without cringing, but, like, Miguel falls, and he hits, like, back and neck first on, like, a like a handrail on a set of stairs, and then just rolls down into the floor. Yeah, it, like, it, pre- it pretty much paralyzes him. Yeah, yeah, and at the very end of that, I specifically remember that Cruel Summer songs playing, and it was, they were teasing it, they were really teasing it that maybe Allie's still out there because I know Johnny refers to her a few times throughout the season and goes, man, I just don't think I ever got over her. Yeah. You know, like she was the one that got away, the uh, the great white buffalo. 
The great, so, uh, uh, whatever, that's my name, the Great White Buffalo. You know that. Well, whatever, no, you're the Great White Hosehead. What? No, that's you. No, that's that, you. get out of here. Get, you know, whatever, the Great White Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a I potato like that. Head. I didn't mean that. <laughs> we, we, need to make, we need to have t-shirts made up and sold that says the Great White Potato Head, and it's just my head. <laughs> you're shaved head. You're perfectly shaved head. Perfectly shaved head and, like, maybe... Nah, I was gonna say if, if there was a way you could like put a hat and like a mustache and like a potato head mouth on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the very end of that, oh man, I remember Johnny's so upset because I think he loses the gym to Crease. Like Crease takes over the gym, and uh, Miguel, his like his one sign of hope, he gets seriously hurt. But throughout the the season, they're talking about Allie and everything, and he like. Saw her on Facebook, and he doesn't know how to work Facebook at all. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love the fact that he's like, yeah, and give me one of those hash brown things, you know, hash brown Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you mean hashtag? Yeah, hash brown. Yeah, yeah, hash brown. So <laughs> he, uh, he must have sent her a friend request, and finally, as he throws his phone out of frustration at the end of season two, it, it zooms in on the phone, and it says, Allie accepts the friend request. And then, boom, that's when season two ends, so you're thinking, yes, Finally, okay, we're gonna finally get what we probably always wanted to see. What would happen if Allie came back? And sure enough, it took, it took a while in season three, but we finally get to see her in the end of season three, and it's amazing. Oh, it is. That that whole lead up to her coming in was really cool. They did that really well. Oh, so good the way they did it. So Cobra Kai does such a great job of just like having a love letter to the fans, you know, with the remix of the music with some nods to the past, some great flashbacks between Daniel and, and Miyagi. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention Sam, Daniel's daughter. She's a, I love that character. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell she has a good heart, and she's just still trying to discover herself, a lot like Daniel did back in the day. Tori beat the snot out of her. <laughs> oh, that's right, Tori, yeah, I forgot about Tori, too. Yeah, she uh, fights for the Cobra Kai. She reminds me of female Mike Barnes, just the fact that she's just so full of, like, rage and anger. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree, yeah. But I, I, I like her. There's definitely some nasty fights between her and Sam, but it's good stuff. So um, let's see what else happens in season. Th- oh, uh, yeah, I like it when uh, <laughs> Johnny, he's trying to, like, now that they're friends on Facebook, he's trying to, like, be a guy that he's not. So he's going to all these arts yeah. and places. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and then finally, um, oh, he's like, I think I got one of of me with no sh- or me with a shirt or a T-shirt or something. It's like this, like, 80s, like, muscle shirt. It was probably something that he really did wear for, like, a photo shoot <laughs> back in the 80s. So, yeah, put that on there. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Johnny's Johnny's great. I love Johnny in that series. Oh, he makes the series, man. It's great. It's absolutely great. Let's see. What was Crease up to in Season 3? I don't remember. Crease was He's still training. running the dojo. He was running the dojo, and he kind of made all the old Cobra Kai kids angry when he brought their bullies in and he said look we're not going to win just with you know what we've got we need to have athletes that we can train to be fighters and he brings in like all these athletes and athletic kids that bullied the the cobra kai kids before they learn karate and brings them in i do remember that part that was yeah that's what leads to hawk kind of at the end of the season being a good guy again yeah, yeah, good point. And uh, another thing is we get some flashbacks, a little bit more insight to why Kreese is as crazy as he is. What did you think of his backstory? Did it did it kind of make you feel just like, 
I kind of see where this guy's coming from now. I see why he's kind of as crazy as... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I felt bad for him. Because he didn't start off that way. And there was a nice twist, like, where you, you think that he's the... Um, oh, man. Maybe the bully? Yeah. In that flashback. But it turns out he's the, I guess, the... The, the nerdy kid. Or, the nerdy kid, yeah. And then eventually he turns into, you know, the monster because he's been forced to be that to survive in the in the flashbacks uh in the army so you you get where he's coming from you know this, this yeah. survival instinct and you have to kill or be killed and you know he's trying to inflict that on his students remember with the snake that seems hard to watch dude that all that stuff with the snake Ted, i hate that I, I hated watching the scenes they were oh yeah I know, I know they were they were rough because you know they were making pretty much the you know creases uh group platoon whatever gets captured and uh for fun the enemy soldiers make them fight over this like narrow bridge that's over a snake pit and the losers get knocked into the snake pit and you you assume that the snakes just you know eat them or poison them or kill them you know and there's no return and it's you know they're cheering them on and laughing at them and throwing stuff at them the whole time and then you know after they fight they get put in these bamboo cages and have to wait until the next set of fights come go around and they have to kill one of their own again yeah yeah so you kind of get it you kind of understand where he's coming from and then later on in that series finally you know toward the end of season three we get to where um oh daniel or not daniel uh johnny he sends ali a message and it's kind of a heartwarming one he just basically says you know i'm finally i'm working with this this kid i really care for him and i'm trying to do better i didn't always handle things the right way um you know he's basically filling her in on what happened in the last 30 years <laughs> uh but you know she reaches out to him and says hey i'm in town do you want to hang out and i love it they go back to golf and stuff yeah <laughs> that was great i wish that place was still real like uh, it was still there but but it's great. So they, they actually go on a date, and they are so good together. And like you said, Allie looks great all these years later. Mm-hmm. She sure does. I know. I know. I'm like, jeez, does she age? And she, no. I, no, no. And and she was wonderful. Like, she was I, – I could totally see the chemistry. And then – okay, here's an interesting one. Finally, Daniel kind of runs into her later in this season. I think he's still got the thing for her. I think he does, too. I think they're somewhere deep down. The wife, you know, to her credit, like, she's like, you hugged her like three times, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's all cool about it and everything, but that's got to be like a, a red flag. Oh, and my wife, she had a problem with this. Okay, so we're watching season three. And you know how Daniel has to go to Okinawa? Yeah. And he runs into Kimiko again. My wife would have, she's like, oh, he's breaking some boundaries. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> because, you know, he had a thing for her. And I don't Daniel even know had if he told his wife everybody. about that. <laughs> Apparently, everybody had a thing for Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was Ralph Macho, man. That's gonna bother me. What was his name in that? The, the, the Outsiders. Dang it! I'll, All right, I'll look you, it you're gonna make me look it up now. Yeah. 1983. Oh, that movie came out in '83. Not ah, just before Karate Kid. Ping Gang in rural Oklahoma. The Greasers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's the IMDb for that? Dang it! There it is. Ralph Macho as Johnny Cade. Who's Johnny? Oh my gosh, do it for Johnny! Yes! Oh! <laughs> Why did I blank? Oh, jeez. And I've taught that book for crying out loud. Jeez. <laughs> well, I we'll let it out and just make it look like we know what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. We'll fix it in post. That's right. 
fix anything in post. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, and then that's kind of where we're at. Um, season four is in production. Yep, some good stuff there. Uh, the, uh, the end of season three is wild. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's where they have the big fight, isn't it? Like the, like the giant like house fight. They have the big house fight, and then, you know, Johnny goes and faces Crease, and they fight. And somehow, I think Robbie tries to jump in, and, like, Johnny doesn't do any offensive moves to him. He just blocks everything and kind of pushes him out of the way, but he pushes him into a locker, and it knocks him out. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And while he's trying to get him up, he's like, oh, Robbie, wake up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was just playing defense. I'm sorry. I was just being defensive. Crease comes up and, like, knocks him out. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel comes in, and him and Crease go at it with each other. Daniel uses that secret Miyagi technique on him. Yes, that's right. I forgot to mention that. So that's another thing. When he goes to Okinawa, he runs into Chosen. Oh, and that scene is so funny because Chosen, like, will not talk to him hardly at all at first. He's so short with him and just so to the point. Oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, they were so good together. So when they they actually have their own kind of, like, battle, but then they bury the hatchets after that. And Chosen teaches Daniel the, the hidden Miyagi technique. So it was it was great. Oh, and he uses that on on Crease, and that it's so cool because it's it's very like kung fu movie esque. Like hit a pressure point, and he can't do this, or hit this, and they they go numb here. Which you know that I think Karate Kid was kind of the the springboard that got me more interested in like martial arts and kung fu movies as a kid. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it it was it was the gateway drug as you as you would call it to, <laughs> to like Enter the Dragon. Those old like. Chinese kung fu movies where they have to dub over the the voice actors yeah. and everything, just blocking those movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all oh, that last and the ending scene is is really good. Oh because yeah, yes. After after they've talked to Ali and they've kind of made peace with each other, the the kind of symbolism they have too, because you know, and this is a big spoiler, so if you don't want to be spoiled on what happens at the end of the third season you know just just skip ahead pretty much daniel and johnny agree to team up to take down cobra kai yeah and they and they agree to to train their students to take them down and they start training with each other and you know they're playing the i can feel it in the air tonight when they both come out there and daniel's pretty much an all white with his white headband and johnny's pretty much an all black in his black headband and they start they start leading the exercises, and that's where it ends. Yeah, and then uh, Crease calls somebody, and it sure hints around that it's Terry Silver. Oh, I hope it's, I hope it's Terry Silver. Nah, but I hope too. he jumps out and tries to scare people. Again. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love Cobra Kai. It's such a great love letter to the fans, and – these this this whole universe it feels like a universe now because we're going yeah. into a next generation of, of people you got your sides here and of course they're, they're definitely hitting around that we're going to see some more uh famous villains from the third film uh and who knows maybe hillary swank will show up whatever she'll she'll kick the snot out of people oh she could That's do right. that high kick really well yeah right and she's a million dollar ba- million dollar baby eh? That's right. she'll box them too that's right. That's right. That's what she's been doing in the 90s. Or was that 2000? 2000. I think it was 2000. <laughs> she became a karate practitioner in the 90, 90s, and then she started boxing in the 2000s. Right, right. That's true. So, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, man, I love these movies, and I love the the, uh, the TV show. I, I'm oh, already yeah. super excited 
And the thing is with the the TV show, we've not covered half of the story. There are so no, many side so much stories more. and so many different characters that you kind of get invested in what their story is and everything and how they fit into the big picture. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one last thing I'll say. My favorite part of season three is when Johnny does go out on that date with Allie. Ah, he, he he has such a good time. And he's able to finally kind of bury the hatchet and just be like, I'm sorry, I didn't handle that well. And they actually have a really good time together. But she knows that he's seeing somebody, and he knows, and he's not going to make a move or anything like that. But, you know, she kind of, again, leaves the door open for him, and it kind of hints that maybe Daniel has a thing for her. So I, do you think we'll see her again? I think we will at some point or some former fashion maybe in the season four finale i don't know ah, maybe maybe so Cause, you know she was she she was daniel's cheerleader there when he beat johnny that's true uh, at the yeah. first tournament she was his towel girl that's right she said you're the best and and she also told the referee that he was going to compete when mr miyagi was doing the hot hands thing on him that's true yeah oh we, how did we not mention the hot hands man you know, when I was a kid, I thought that's how you, like, healed yourself if you got hurt. I would do that to myself all the time. Like, I don't feel any better. My arm still hurts. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hoser, if you want some more wings, you know, you're going to have to take some more room in your stomach. So, I'm going to oh, do it. Well, let, me rub, let me rub my stomach and get it all nice and hot so I can eat some more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hey. So, guys, yeah, tell us what you all think of uh, the, the Karate Kid movies or uh, Cobra Kai, anything like that that you want to talk about. Oh, dude, about. We, we've got some Facebook uh, replies. I put up a big uh, we, we have feedback yesterday. Oh, sweet. Let's hear it. All right. So I'll go ahead. Uh, we've got three that wrote in. A lot of people like the uh, thing. I put the Cobra Kai as our background logo for our page. Oh, I love it. Um, so uh, Kathleen DeMarco, Mrs. DeMarco says, yes, a topic I love. The movies were a definite staple and favorite in my childhood up to this day. I love the Cobra Kai series as well and what they have done with it to this point. I'm excited for the next season to see how Daniel and Johnny join forces to defeat Kreese. Me too. I'm yes. stoked about that, by the way. Yeah, me too. Uh, our buddy Nick DeMarco, Miss Kathleen's husband, says, My brother and wife Kathy quote the films a lot and make fun of and make fun references in the series like how Robbie is the same actor to play Charlie Garner in Girl Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know Sorry, that. Sorry, I, I found that funny. I, I've heard that name. I've watched Girl Meets World. It's, it's pretty good. I can't lie to any of my friends named John. Johnny, you're a cream puff is a frequently used quote. But my all-time favorite is in Karate Kid 2 when Miyagi is asked by Daniel-san if he can cut a board like Sato did in the airport ad. To which Miyagi replies, don't know, never been attacked by trees. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Miyagi was great for things like that. I loved his little quotes and one-liners like that. Yes, yes. I, I like the one um, where the guys, it's in the first one, where the drunk guys are by the truck. He's like, can you remove bottle? And they're like, why don't you remove it yourself? And he goes, hi-ya! And he chops them all in half. Uh, <laughs> Dan's like, how'd you do that? He's like, don't know. First time. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Master Splinter if Splinter had a sense of humor. Exactly, exactly. I love it. All right, and the last comment we got was from uh, Gabe uh, Van Gilder, our good buddy Gabe. Hey, he Gabe. says, I remember watching it at my aunt's house and wanted to do karate afterwards. I never learned karate, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. I hate that, but that's pretty Well, cool. Gabe, I never learned how to do karate either, but there is a picture of me at my mom and dad's that I need to find next time I'm there. I'm about 
three or four years old, and I have my cousin's Taekwondo gi on that he let me wear. Oh, cool. Very cool. And I was, I thought I was the karate kid when I wore that. Because <laughs> I asked him, I said, where's the headband? And he was, he's a couple of years older than me, and he said, what do you mean the headband? I'm like, you know, the headband, like the blue headband, like Daniel wears. He's like, no, 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 we don't wear those. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for writing in. I didn't know we got feedback. How sweet is Dude, that? Dude, man, I'm, I'm on the ball. I do this stuff. Yeah, man. So you know what Get you're doing. Get them feedbacks. Get them feedbacks in. That's right. That's right. And if you have any more, guys, uh, send us an email. Our email address is theretrojunkiesupershow at gmail.com. Or you can just give us a call. Our number is – oh, I'm sorry. Our hoser hotline is 865-309-4875. We'd love to hear from you and, and uh, edit our uh, your message into our show. So, uh, yeah, Hosehead, uh, any last thoughts on Karate Kid or Cobra Kai? Uh, just that if you haven't watched them, give them a try. You Absolutely. know, they're, they're not just mindless karate movies. They have good stories, good interesting stories, and good, uh, I guess good drama, I guess, would be the good way to put it. You know, love and fighting and competition. And, and 80s self, music. 80s music and self-improvement and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. That's a good way to describe it. It's got a little bit of everything. You know, it's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of that 80s vibe. It's got a lot of the 80s cheese. Uh, some really good uh, choreographed martial arts. So, yeah, I, it's it's got a little bit of everything. And uh, that's just, you know, it's one of those feel-good series for me. And Cobra Kai does the movies justice, if, if not makes everything just better. So It ties it all together. It really does. It really does. So, all right, Jose. Well, what what are we going to cover next time on the next episode of the Rest oh, of Junkies? We, don't ask me. I've got to pick the last couple. It's your turn. Oh man, I got to think about that one, eh? Well, you know, Nick DeMarco, our good buddy Atari man, uh, he asked us if we could cover an arcade game. So maybe we should uh, maybe we should do that. I'm game. What's yeah, feeling? yeah. What's your poison I, there, big guy? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Oh, gosh, I love me some Root Beer Tapper. That's one of my favorite arcade games ever. Root Beer Tapper's a good one. I do like Root Beer Tapper. <laughs> yeah, we could maybe do that. Or maybe, uh, of course, Miss Pac-Man's always a good one. Um, man, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Well, let's let's pick us a classic arcade game. I like it. Let's do it. No, so, right, and we, man, Do we know good. what the other one's going to pick? What if we pick the same game? Oh, oh that'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, how about that? We, we, we pick, uh, we surprise each other with it one of our favorite classic arcade games and talk about it. Okay, I like that. Now, do we have any rules like time period, like cut off at like this year or anything? Uh, anything before this year is game. Ooh, good question. What do you mean before this year? Like like a new pinball machine or something like that? Or, or like say, um, say we can do anything up to the year 1994 or 1993 okay. or 92. Or do you want to just do it all time? Let's do... Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'll let you pick that. What do you think? Ooh. Let's do arcade games. I'm trying to think of when some that would. Let's do up to 93. Okay, 93. Because I think Mortal Kombat came out in arcades at 92, 93. So that would be like around the first Mortal Kombat time period would be the end that we could go up to. Okay, you got it. So 93 and before. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Man, this has a lot of potential. (laughs) That sounds fun. That sounds fun. We should have some honorary mentions too, but like one main feature, like one we really want to talk about. 
I can dig that. I can dig that. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Works for me. Works for me. Maybe I'll break out that old Mile Arcade song. Oh. I think you should. <laughs> I think school. you should do it. <laughs> that sounds fun. Sounds fun. For new listeners who haven't heard it, they can hear it. Oh, yeah. And we get, torture them and too, get eh? down. Get down with their bad <laughs> self. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Family Matters clips. Oh. Watching Urkel. Hey, you can't go wrong with Urkel. You know, we, we reference Urkel in about every episode at least once. You know, maybe maybe Urkel's like our mascot for our show. <laughs> Got any cheese? <laughs> Did I do that? Hi, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a clip today where him and Eddie and some other one of their friends had got busted for uh, stealing a car from somebody's garage or taking it without permission, and they they were doing mug shots. And Urkel's mug shots were great. I'll have to send that to you. <laughs> Oh, so listeners, uh, one thing you got to really appreciate about Landon is he'll just randomly send you a random meme or a random YouTube video and never ceases to make me laugh at just the perfect time when I need a good laugh. So so thank you, Jose, for, for uh, all the randomness over the years. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, man. Did you did you get the Legend of Beavis one that I sent you? Uh, Was that? No, I don't know. I, I got the one it's where Beavis they, and Butthead are watching Twilight. Oh my gosh! I'll have to re- I'll have to send that to you. I may not send it to you. It's where they dub Beavis into the Legend of Zelda cartoon, and Beavis is Link, <laughs> and and Butthead is the King of Hyrule. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and, and Mick Vicker can be Ganon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out of Hyrule, you! Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, well, guys. On that note, thank you so much for listening. And Hoser, I guess. Uh, Jeez, I don't how we how do we do normally close this thing? We don't do a pizza or anything, do we? I don't think we do. A, I don't know what we do. I mean, I, I, you know what? We should offer our our listeners a, a type of wing. So, um, guys, yeah, be sure to send us an email or give us a call if, if you have any feedback regarding Karate Kid or Cobra Kai, or if you have any feedback regarding the upcoming topic, which is, you know, one of your favorite arcade games pre nineteen ninety three. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. So please uh, reach out to us. And on behalf of Hosen and myself, uh, Hoser, the question we all want to know is what type of wings are we going to have to close out another Totally Tubular episode of The Retro Junkies? I know what we can have just for this episode. What's that? Spicy Cobra Venom. (laughs) That sounds dangerous. Well, I mean, it's just a name. It's not like they're going to kill you or anything. Sounds good. Spicy Venom Wings? Spicy Cobra Venom. Oh, Spicy Cobra Cobra Venom Wings. Yeah, never dies. Not purple cobras. <laughs> you know, like in dodgeball. Oh, oh yeah, that was scary. That was scary with was, what was happened? It Mi- I, Michelle. Michelle, <laughs> yeah, he was he was a big man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for our uh, listen to another episode of Winging It, the first one we've done in a couple years, and it was fun to just kind of you know no notes, just go at it. So uh, that's right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, here's to hope you enjoy your your spicy cobra venom. Hot wings. We wish you all a good day and good gaming. Bye. Goodbye. I stumbled over that, eh? That's okay. <laughs> I stumble over everything. I'm clumsy. While we're walking, I'll tell you a joke. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this today, and I'm like, man, Rob's right. I was going to look at that here. So, uh, the priest at the cathedral opened off. He, uh, his bell ringer had just died, and he was auditioning. You know, he told the clergy, he said, look, I'm going to audition for a new bell ringer. And 
have someone in place, hopefully by tomorrow, so we can ring the bells for service. So he auditions all kinds of, you know, bell ringers, and they're all good, and they all sound great. And he gets this one guy who's fixing the end auditions, and this one guy walks up and he's like, wait, 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 no, stop, stop, I want to audition, I want to audition. Well, the priest looks the guy up and down, and the guy didn't have any arms. And, you know, you think if you're going to be a bell ringer, you know, you're going to need arms to kind of pull the string, the, the rope, to ring the bell. And the priest, you know, he, he didn't want to, you know, hurt the guy's feelings, so he told him, he said, all right, get up here, let's go in the bell tower and show me what you can do. You know, all these other guys have had their, their chance, and it'd only be fair to let you have a chance. So he goes up, and instead of pulling the rope to ring the bell, he smashes his face into the bell. <laughs> and he keeps smashing it, and he keeps smashing it, and he makes the bells play the most beautiful, you know, little tune that the priest had ever heard. Well, as he's finishing up on his audition, you know, he's hit that bell several times, and he gets real dizzy, and he falls out of the bell tower and dies. And the crowd, you know, a crowd had gathered around. You know, they'd, they'd seen the man fall, but they were coming to hear the bells. <laughs> and the woman looks at the priest, and she goes, Father, um, do, you, do you know that man? He goes, no, I, I, I don't know him. I don't know his name, but his face rings a bell. <laughs> long setup for that one too that was great oh dude those, those long setup ones are great i love this one <laughs> <laughs> oh excuse me oh. oh that was good i needed that jose thank you <laughs> oh.